All of the newest episodes of Note to Self are now available on the Luminary Podcast app. It's free to download, and you can also listen to other podcasts from WNYC Studios, like Radiolab, Two Dope Queens, Snap Judgment, Here's the Thing with Alec Baldwin, and others. Luminary Premium is the only place where you can enjoy the entire new season of Note to Self, plus new original podcasts you won't find anywhere else, from Trevor Noah, Roxanne Gay, Guy Raz, Lena Dunham, and many more. And you can enjoy them ad-free. Start your free trial by going to luminary.link slash note to self or download the Luminary app for free. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hello, friend. This is an episode of Note to Self, but from when we used to be called New Tech City. Same good content, just the old name. Enjoy. From WNYC, this is New Tech City, where digital gets personal. Hello, this is Grace from Westchester. I'm a 16-year-old girl. I have an iPhone 4, and I'm going to record my activities on it for the next few days. I'm Manoush Samarodi. You've just met 16-year-old Grace and her phone. And I've been wanting to understand more about how teenagers use their phones, what they're actually doing when we just see the tops of their heads. Warm and lovely Grace was happy to explain. So it's lunch. I've texted a bunch. Also, I went on Instagram before, Jen. I was texting my friends and were like, so can we leave? Like, not. She's got kind of a fast, tangential way of talking, but stick with her. I'll go over who I texted. Obviously, I'm not going to name names, but... I can expand on, like, what a teenage text about lately. There was, like, some group chat drama. Yeah, group chat drama, meaning awkward social situations on a texting app. Yes, they're friends with all of us, but we didn't know, like, if we necessarily wanted them in the group chat or... Full confession, I have a 7-year-old and a 4-year-old, and I'm kind of scared of teenagers, so this was also parental research. Yes, then we took some cute selfies the next morning. Those were Snapchats. And, yeah, this is just one Um, teenager's perspective. Sorry, sorry. And then... But I think you're going to enjoy this episode. Nine things that I learned from a teenage girl about smartphones. I've been hearing from people across the country who have signed up for our Bored and Brilliant project. And some of them have signed up as families. Yes, parents and their teenagers who are going to do this together. That is so awesome. But I'm kind of wondering who's going to have more trouble putting down their phone. Is it the kids or are the parents? Anyway, if you're new to the show, welcome. I'll explain the Bored and Brilliant project more thoroughly very shortly. Let's get back to Grace. She's a junior in high school, has absolutely stunning long strawberry hair. She's hoping to get into AP photography. Her favorite song changes often, but this week it's Don't Wait by Mapei. Girlfriend, indeed. Grace is growing up in Westchester. She is very solidly upper middle class. She's close enough to take the train into New York City, but she's suburban enough to be riding around in cars a lot. And then so like after school, my friend came here and like we were texting the whole time before she came. There's like a group chat. So group chats and messaging friends. This is by and large the most common thing that she does with her phone. We hung out at my house for a while and it was really fun. But we were all texting in the group chat still. And as you're hearing in the audio diary that Grace kept for us, the texting, it just never stops, even when she and her friends are all together in person. And then we were FaceTiming my other best friend in the group chat. 
and she like, kept telling us to come over, but we were cuddling in my bed, so like, we're, we like weren't trying to get up. Okay, so lots of texts, probably around 100 to 200 a day. Well, there's like texting and there's messaging and like, like, because there's, there's different forms. Like, there's obviously, like, text message, iMessage that comes with your phone. But then there's, I have a group chat in, um, I have two group chats in uh, GroupMe, which is basically a big, it's messaging for big groups. And then um, there's, like, 20 people in that. So all the texting, you know, it didn't really surprise me. I'd heard about this. But it was when I got Grace into the studio to chat. Hey, Hi. Are you Grace? Yeah, I'm Grace. I'm That's where the real revelations began. Okay, so let's start. The nine things I learned. I'm just going to, like, tally off the things that grown-ups are worried about, right? First up, some good news. Cyberbullying, it's not really as rampant as you may think. I've never cyberbullied. I don't think it's... Like, you hear these stories on the news of, like, these people who are, like, hounded by it, but I've never heard in my... Or, like, in my, like, people I know. Keeping in mind, Grace is just one teenage girl and certainly not representative of all teenagers. But the government's 2013 Youth Risk Behavior Surveillance Survey... Yeah, I didn't know that existed either. It found that 15% of high school students were electronically bullied in the previous year. I thought it would be way more. But maybe I just listened to too much media. Huh. Of course, like, like, people say, like, snotty things and, like... Or someone will, like unfollow someone on Instagram or something like that, but it's not, like, like awful, awful, like, go kill yourself, etc. So the vast majority of mean stuff isn't making teenagers suicidal. That's a plus. But just listening to Grace describe the nasty stuff that teenagers still do is giving me, like, flashbacks. And the cyber version of teenage hazing, it is cold. Like, Grace told me that in a group chat, kids will talk about someone who isn't in the group, then they will invite that person to join so that he or she can scroll back into the archive and see all the things that the group said about him or her. Sometimes, like, people like, think it's funny to, like, add them, but then they can see literally all of your messages, so I don't You know, in the 80s and 90s, at least the mean girls had to look you in the eye. Okay, moving on to number two. Teenagers don't actually put everything on Instagram or Snapchat, and it's not actually that hard to hide photos from prying parents. There's things called photo vault, and basically you can lock up pictures with like a passcode. Oh, yeah, like I have one of those. I I have I have like five friends who have those. Like, oh. it just yeah. Photo vault, okay. Yeah. And you just is it free? Yeah. And you just lock up your like what pictures on your phone? Yeah. Jennifer Lawrence, photo vaults. Look into it. Actually, just check out NewTechCity.org. We've got links. Number three. Despite what us tech journalists say, Grace and her pals are not that into anonymous apps. You know, sites where you can post things incognito. That wave has already crested, friend. Ask FM was big a few years ago, and some people still have it, but it's it's kind of random now. Kind of irrelevant. Um, Well, Yik Yak was big for a while. Okay, so Yik Yak is like Twitter, but you can only see the posts from people who are geographically near you. And there are no names. Anecdotally, it seems like right now it's bigger on college campuses than high schools where it gets banned a lot. But, you know, correct me if my sources are wrong, listeners. It was big at the school because that's where everyone could post and everyone could see everything. So then the school, like, blocked it. But also, like, so it was, like, cool at first and, like, it was all, like, the normal people doing this, but then, like, like I don't want to say weird people, that sounds bad, but um, then, like, other people found out about it, and then it became, like, each friend group, like, had their own thing on it, and it was just, like, bizarre. Yeah, and who wants to hear about people you don't hang out with anyway? As you can hear, these apps come and go very quickly. 
kind of like hair bands did in central Jersey long, long ago. Feel sad. Okay, number four, and this is bad news. I might have to buy phones for my children earlier than I had expected. So here's the thing, Grace. Uh I don't have teenagers. I have little kids. And actually, for the very first time last night, my son was like, so Gilad has a computer. Gilad has a phone. And I think mm-hmm. my seven-year-old's completely lying. He's in second grade. Yeah. I was like, you're not getting a phone. No, He's there's like, always, like, the one kid that gets it super early. Oh. Yeah, there oh, is. Okay. So maybe Gilad does have one. Anyway, I said to him, I was like, no, he doesn't. And you can't get one until you're older. And he's like, what? Not till I'm eight? And I was like, no, buddy. Like, 13. No, I'd say I'd say end of elementary school, early middle school. Or, it, like, early middle school, yeah. Is that when you got yours? Yeah. I got mine as, like, a graduation gift. But that's From when, like, what? Elementary school. Really? Elementary school? I I am not looking forward to this. But I can see that when my son starts walking to school on his own, hell yeah, I want to be able to call him. It's kind of a big year for cell phones here in New York City, by the way, because the ban on phones in public schools just got lifted. So now it's up to each principal to decide what their policy is for their own school. In Grace's Spanish class, there's a box where all the kids have to dump their phones when they walk in. So... There's a tip, New York City school teachers. And just to underscore that, coming up, what you were wondering about, the deal with sexting. So a picture of his penis is what yeah. you're saying. Oh, I didn't, you didn't say the word earlier, so I didn't we know. We can say it. Let's just say it. Okay. Okay, penis. So, yeah. so that's going to be fun. On the last episode, we made the case for boredom and told you about our new project, Bored and Brilliant. How we are going to look up from our phones together and discover the lost art of spacing out. And boy, did you respond. Thousands of listeners, like around 10,000 of you, have signed up to rethink your relationship with your phone and jumpstart your creativity. I've also been getting emails from all over the world. Japan, Boise, Idaho, Hawaii, Switzerland. People saying, yes, Thank you. I am ready to see what it's like when I put limits on my phone. Some of you called us to tell us exactly why you're doing Bored and Brilliant. A lot of you kind of want a diagnosis to find out if you do indeed have a problem or an addiction. Hi, my name is Allie, and I live in Seattle. I'm doing this challenge because I look at phone-addicted 20-somethings with some degree of distaste. Um, I think I use my phone less than my peers, so I want to see if I'm right or if my perception is skewed and I actually turn out to be a phone-addicted 20-something. So yeah, a lot of am I normal, and a whole lot of you are coming to this project with some goals in mind. My name is Zoe, and I work as a librarian in the Boston area. When I'm visiting my parents, I usually leave my cell phone somewhere in the house and forget about it, and I even leave it in the house when I go and run errands. And I'd really like to get to that point in my own apartment where I don't feel like I have to have my phone on me 24-7. We're going to try and work on this together, and it's going to be fun. If you haven't signed up yet, there's time. Go to newtechcity.org slash board. When you get there, you're going to be asked for your email. And that's going to trigger a welcome newsletter that explains the partnership that we have with two apps. Moment is the one for iPhones. Break Free is the one for Android. Now, what these do is they measure how much you're using your phone. So as you go into this observation and baseline period before the actual week of challenges, this is when you want to sort of see what your behavior is like. Usually, then, during the week of February 2nd, 
you'll be doing a week of challenges. Each day, we're going to give you a little mini mission to do that's going to get you looking up from your phone and hopefully tapping your brain. For now, the best stuff is in our newsletter and on our website. There are tips, there's research, there's inspiration. So go to newtechcity.org slash board. We're back. I'm Anoush. This is New Tech City, and I'm hanging out with 16-year-old Grace, who, true to her name, was very patient and kind about my dumb questions. Which brings us to number five of the nine things that she taught me about teenagers and their phones. Sexting. Ah. <laughs> some do, some don't. But for teenagers, sexting is just kind of normal. What about sexting? Because that's another thing that parents are very worried about. I yeah. Mean, I, this, yeah. I feel like that also is a thing that parents have have more concerns about than kids do. Like, Have you ever gotten a sext? No, but like I know people who have. Have you ever sent a sext? No. Would you? No. Never, never? I mean, this seems very personal. <laughs> that's true. But, but like, is that, I don't know, maybe it's like part of I mean, like, dating I, or something now. I mean, like... It's not, like, unheard of. Like, I, like, I mean, like, people, like, they, I've heard of people who have, but it's not as big, like, I he- I've heard of awful stories in, like, other towns. Where, like, this girl, like, sent out this video and, like, all this stuff and, like, everyone saw it and she switched schools, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, at my school, what I've heard from, like, a few guys, like, have, like, a picture of, like, a few girls or, like. What are they, like, of their. No, I, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't seen it, but. Like, like, exactly, ex- I'm a junior, but last year when I was a sophomore, like, there was this really pretty senior, and, like, she was cool and stuff, and, like, there's pictures of her going around, but, like, no one really cared, like... Nobody cared? No, it's not like, oh, like, she sent me, like, Because this guidance counselor told me that she had a sex ed class, and all the girls whipped out their phones with pictures of you-know-whats, and were like, so how come they all look so different? And she was like, whoa, 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 Let, like... Like, pictures people had sent them? Yeah, that they had received. I mean, like, people do that, yeah. I mean, like, people sex also, but... Okay, Wait so, a yeah. minute. Okay, do so, they or don't they? Uh, well, it's just, like, it's different, because it's not like, it's not like, um... Pe- some people Snapchat sex, which is just dumb, because you can screenshot, and, like, let's say one of my acquaintances, a guy was Snapchatting her, and, like, um... He sent her a picture of what we were discussing earlier in the sex class. And then, um, not like a so bad... So a picture of his penis is what yeah. you're saying. Oh, I didn't... You didn't say the word earlier, so I didn't we know. We can say it. Let's just say it. Okay. Okay, penis. So yeah. he sends her a picture of his penis. Yes. Okay. And then... Does she, that mean, like, a guy likes you if he sends you a picture of his penis? Or is that, I mean, like, like cyberbullying? Which no, one is it? It's not cyberbullying, but just, like, either, like... That's gross! Yeah, no, it's very gross. But it's also... It's usually just, like, well, he was drunk... She, and so that was his, like, rationale and, like, but, like, yeah, but, like, it's usually just, like, horny guys trying to get a picture back. And, like, it, most okay. girls just look at it and just, like, like, that's, like, no. Do they ever, like, post it on their Facebook page or try no. to shame them or something? No. It's just, like, you look at it, like, it, maybe, like, you tell your friends, but I, I don't know. Like, the, she didn't, like, screenshot or anything. That would be bizarre. I mean, like, people people have asked me, but I'm just, like, not interested. Like, no. Ooh, okay. Uh, number five just exhausted me. Can Let's just take a minute to recover here. Okay. Thank you. Number six. 
This is much more wholesome. Kids still use paper. What do you do your homework on? Um, well, I do. I mean, I write down my homework. You do your homework on a computer, right? No, I do my homework on loose leaf. You do? Yeah. You do your homework on loose leaf paper? Yeah. yeah. You don't. You're not in front of a computer the whole time. I mean, like sometimes I sometimes teachers will post homework online, or no, yeah. No. You write your papers out by hand? Oh, like essays? No, essays we have to type like twelve font, double space. Like there's a standard for that, but. Day-to-day homework I don't type. Oh, well, that makes me feel good. I thought, like, it was all on computers now. No. Huh. I'm back in my comfort zone. Now, get a load of number seven. This is good. Grown-ups, there's a secret to charging your phone faster. Do you have any other tips for me? Like, tips Tips? that you think maybe only teenagers know? If you charge your phone when it's on airplane mode, it charges so much faster. Really? So much faster. I'm going to try that tonight. Yeah, it really works. We fact-checked Grace on this one, and she's totally right. Very good to know. I mean, how could I not have known, right? I mean, LOL. Oh, and LOL? Total teen faux pas. In fact, acronyms generally? Cheesy, slightly mockable. Welcome to number eight. What are the acronyms that you're using these days? Like, I learned a new one. I'm a Mm -hmm. little slow, so don't laugh at me. I-L-Y-S-M. Oh, yeah, I love you so much. I love love you so much, much. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes there's an F in there. I, I love I the show L. effing much, yeah. basically. Yeah. Okay. Yep. What else? Um, oh, I've been using OFC right now. <laughs> That's what it stands for, of course. But like, it's just it's a lot cuter. Like just OFC? like OFC exclamation point. <laughs> of course. Okay. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and any other good ones that like, a lot um, of people are using? I mean, like WTF is still relevant. Always. Um, like people say LOL, but like when I like when people say LOL, I don't read it LOL because it's like LOL. Like that's not, like pe- like people write that. Like old people write that on Facebook, like all caps, like LOL. But like, you got that? Like I, I, Only old people LOL on Facebook. All right, and absolutely no lolling. All right, we're at the end here. The ninth thing that Grace taught me about teenagers and their phones, and this one is serious and really hard. Try and trust your kids with their phones. Give them space to mess up. Don't go through their phone. That would, that's not good. Um, also, that's, like, even if you have good intentions, it's, it's going to backfire. Like, I mean, like, if your kid's in high school and, like, you're asking what's on their phone, like, they're, they're going to start getting, um, what's that word? Um, paranoid. paranoid. They're going to get so paranoid. They're going to delete all their texts. They're going to get a photo of all They're going to do all this stuff and all this measure. Change the passcode, like, once a week. Okay, so we really have no choice but to trust our kids because they will always find a way to use technology to work around us. And as for asking them to put the phone away or use it less, Grace says it's really the grown-ups who are to blame for the constant phone usage. Kids have their phone all the time, but parents have their phone all the time. It's always like, where are you? Like, what are you doing? Etc. Like, why didn't you answer my call? Like, well, aren't I have my phone too much on me. Like, I spend too much time on my phone. Like, I can't answer your phone. Oh, we grown-ups. We want it both ways. So yes, I learned from Grace that we have to trust our kids with their phones. Not only because we have no choice, but guess what? Bonus, if you do, you might have a healthier relationship with them. And I think my happiest moment was when I was listening back to Grace's audio diary that she kept. Listen, this part. So it's lunch. I've texted a bunch. Like, yeah, fair amount. I called my mom because in APUSH, APUS history... We're doing like a mock trial and I just, I got a really big role and I was so excited. So I called my mom and then, um, 
The first person she called after something nice happened to her in history class was her mom. So some lucky parents, like Grace's, they get to hear firsthand about the good stuff she wanted to call her mom. I hope every parent gets a treat like that in the middle of the day. Grace's parents are obviously doing something right. So that was nine things I didn't know about teenagers and their phones. Grace, thank you for enlightening me. Thank you for enlightening us. Listeners, if you have a teenager or you are a teenager, what do you think? Was Grace spot on? What did she miss? Record a voice memo on your phone and email it to us at newtechcity at wnyc.org. And you just may end up on next week's show. Next week, tools to mentally prepare yourself for the Bored and Brilliant Challenge Week. If you haven't signed up for the Bored and Brilliant Project, not to worry. Go for it. We are in the observation and data collecting phase. Now is the time to join us. Go to newtechcity.org slash board. The actual challenges start February 2nd. For one week, you're going to get a short daily podcast with a mission every day that's going to help you to reach your goal. So now is the time to establish your baseline, how much you use your phone so you can set that goal. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Anoush Samarodi, and this is New Tech City. Do you have any questions for me? Um, would you track your kid without telling them? Oh, God. No. You know, look, like if my kid turned into like a heroin addict, yeah, yeah I would. I mm-hmm. would. But I really hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Right? Oh, God.